Hello, we are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn and stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sleuth on all major podcast platforms. Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. And Leslie, how are you? Doing well, Melissa, and yourself? Good. I'm just like a singing fool this morning. What's going on? I don't know. You sing a lot, though. You have a good voice, so I guess you I can do. do that. I don't think I have a good voice. I just think I sing a lot. Like, I will be the one in Safeway that is singing along to the Yacht Rock. Mm. Yeah. I hum a lot, but I do it, and I don't even know that I do it. So, Well, I sing, and I don't know that I'm singing. But oh. I will tell you that I feel like the Sherwood Target does not have music. But other targets do, I swear. I don't, I don't actually know this. I need to like really test this out, but I think they do. And when I'm in the target, I'm like, why is it so quiet in here? It seems odd. And so I feel like when I'm in a store, I need to have a little music. Okay. And then if know. you don't, you make it. I, that sometimes happens. <laughs> do you ever wake up from a night's sleep with a song in your head? Yes. How does that even happen? I don't know. I don't either. Did you go to bed with it? Was it in your no. dream and you just were continuing on the song while you were dreaming? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if it was in my dream, I don't remember it, but um, mm. that did not happen to me today. However, I was not prepared to talk about this, but I am going to, because it was very disturbing. I had a dream last night and please, my, my uh, wonder of all things, tell <laughs> me what this dream means. Okay. I had a dream that I was in a bar. And I had went to the restroom and I'd come back and I was getting a drink at the bar and there was this gentleman there and he had like these, I don't know, these little toy things that I was really enamored by. And so I started playing with him as I was waiting for my drink and everything. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people were gone from the bar. I couldn't find my husband or my family that had been there with me. And this guy like shoots off a shoot shotgun in the bar and says, okay, our, our meeting will come to order. And basically was all of the people that were in the bar. And I'm looking at this other woman and she's just like me, we were being inaugurated into a secret gang, whether we liked it or not, because they had decided we were going to be part of this gang. And I was like, what the hell? And they were like really mean killers and like did bad stuff. And I knew like, I couldn't just say I'm out. Right. And I couldn't, couldn't go back to my family. Like it was the weirdest thing, Leslie. So what does that mean? Okay. So I actually wrote that all down as you were talking. Okay. The key points, the one was bar restrooms back drink toy thing, playing sudden, everything has gone shotgun meeting inaugurated gang. Um, Violence. Yeah. And no family. So yeah. <laughs> you, maybe you're having a little anxiety about what we're talking about. Oh, meaning like everything's good and you're diving into something that's a little scary and ah. there might not be any turning back after this. I know. Oh, 
which the listeners so, don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, so I don't know, like maybe that's part of the dream. Like I think, especially since you had it last night that you're having a little bit of angst about I this. I am, I am yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I was deciding whether we should talk about it today or not. Well, I think we should talk about it a little bit. And okay. I think you need to be really careful with your words when you're talking about <laughs> a certain person, because that person could make things either good or bad for us. Right. I mean, they're, they're kind of weird anyway. Right. right. But right. I think, um, it's, there's it's a fine line to be walking right now. We have talked about, um, people that are unpredictable being yes. one of our scariest things. You and I had talked about this on the show and both yes. for both of us, people that are unpredictable scare us. Yes. Um, and so for our listeners, we, um, Leslie had a guest on over the weekend about the Delphi murders and, uh, I didn't know what was going on. So I listened with the rest. Well, of so the I tried it to include you. Yeah. And you didn't see. I thought it was a butt dial. I thought it was a butt dial when yeah, you called me, it, but yeah, before that, even no, I before was, that I, and you didn't yeah. seem interested. And then, so last minute I tried to include you and I actually didn't think it was going to go where it did. Yeah. Um, and it may not have gone anywhere other than we've had a few more. <laughs> Oh, people on our YouTube channel, like, because right now, okay, let's just say we do a podcast and the podcast automatically goes to YouTube and it's usually just the audio of the show, the same thing, except it's on YouTube. Now I don't even usually check that at all. Uh, the average, we have around eight views on our shows. Like okay. they're not very much. We have, um, at that time, I think we had like, I don't know. 26 followers like there wasn't hardly anything it's like and it's not like we're prom promoting that at all right. right right it's a blip yeah so not that it's a big deal because there are people that have billions of followers right it right did and we're not doing to, that for that no we're not doing that for at all like it, it, youtube was not our like we weren't it's not even it's just there it's just automatic right yeah but since then it went from like 25 to 86 followers in this past week, less than a week. And then that particular episode is close to 800 views. Oh, wow. But, but it's also because it's a touchy subject. Yeah. And it's this person who's been all over the internet claiming that his father is the murderer. Right. And so we, I thought it was worth at least listening to him to what if he is a little unstable, which is making his credibility not great. Well, I think I, I give think him a platform he, to talk about it. Yeah, I think there's a couple things about this. So I listened with the listeners. Um, I had not been very interested, as Leslie said, because I was like, ah, eh, you know, I, I just don't know what the what the causation, like what is what is the incentive, right? So I kind of pahoot it. And then um, so I listened with everybody else. And let me just say this as a listener who listened, I think that everything that I have researched so far, and it's a lot of information, so I haven't even touched, you know, the bottom of this bucket, everything that I could research about what Sean was saying about his dad and about his life. Um, and we say it's Sean Harmon that you talked to, um, about his dad, Dennis Harmon. I can, I have only been able to validate everything that he has said. So I think but with the exception, like 
because I'm not able to get into Dennis Harmon's Facebook. Right. I can't validate the phone thing because the one right. thing I did find was a year later. So we can talk about that in a minute right. when you get and, into that. But and that was one thing I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that one. Right. And he could have gotten another phone a year later. And we don't know, we haven't dissected all this stuff. So don't even think that we've went through all this stuff because we're just, we, we've got jobs. We've got there's families. There's so much like, going there's on. There's so, so much. much. And yeah. he said so much in the time that he spoke. But what happened was, um, he, Leslie had kind of responded. He said he wanted to be, and Leslie said, you know, wanted to be on the air. His voice wanted to be heard. He wanted to be heard. And in the past, people have edited him. They have, you know, really scaled it back, which you had to, too, because there was like two hours and you were like, yeah. look, I got to compress this. And he's kind of all over the place, which he says, and I think he's right due to, you know, drug abuse and the years and, you know, all of this stuff. And he has it so much information and he's yeah. trying to share it right. in such a way that like, I think it, like, even when he talks, sometimes it's too much Yeah, my brain starts thinking about other things. Yes. I'm not, I can't focus completely because right. there's too much coming at me. Like, so I listened twice. I started making notes the second time and I still don't feel like I picked it all up. I think I could listen a third time, but he goes on these little tangents, right? And that doesn't do his case a good service when he right. does that. However, I'm going to say that I think that it is worth investigating. I think he's worth listening to and shame on the investigators who are dismissing him at first glance, because here's the deal. If you haven't listened to this case, um, his dad has passed away. He believes after seeing the Just video recently in May. Yeah. In May. Yeah. He believes that when he saw the video and the voice on that um, Delphi Bridge murders, um, he believed that was his dad instantly, in an instant. He knew the walk, he knew the clothes, he knew the voice. So right there, he was like alarmed, right? And this man, in his words, in his opinion, has tortured him his whole life. Um. Now he says, you know, I'm not a victim any longer, but this is why I feel like I am in this position where I've been homeless. I've been on drugs because of this man. So I want to say, I want to give that validation that I think he's, you know, kudos to him, like, right. So, but it's hard to follow the conversation. So I think he <laughs> deserves a chance and someone should be investigating this. We don't have a killer. Well, at least rule him out. Exactly. And, and like, the guy's dead. And then that way we can, can focus on other things. Like exactly. the right person. If it's not him, let's just rule him out. But can I tell you, exactly. I want to tell you two things. One okay. is, um, so I fully believe that he believes that his father is this person. Like yes. there's no doubt that, that that's not, we're not putting that out at all. We, I right. believe that he believes that it's his father. Right. The second thing is what I was thinking about this the other day, like his, his childhood was so terrible and yeah. so awful. Maybe it makes sense that his dad is the murderer to him because it would validate to him what a monster he was as a child. Yeah. Like, let's just say his dad didn't actually do it, but that, um, that's how he felt as a child to make sense of how he can explain what a monster his dad was. Does that make sense? What I'm yes. trying to say? Okay. Yes. Anyway. And I, 
and I think in some ways, um, it will validate his feelings of what a hard upbringing he had with his dad. Okay. So he that's talks, what I was trying to say. Yeah, yes. Exactly. He talks about abuse and the things that he endured with his grand, with his father. And he has, he has, I think, legitimate, um, information about his father's brothers and his, his family that go back generations of not being great people. And you and I have said before, you know, Dennis, his dad may be a bad dude. He may be a bad guy. He may be a molester. He may be all the things that Sean thinks he is. We have to rule him out for this case. Right. I can't tell you whether he is a horrible person or not. I can't tell you whether he did these murders or not. All I can say is he's dead. We can get his DNA. If there's any DNA on the scene, there should be some at least. We I should think be able to, to rule them out versus, yes, I, I think, yes. So I'm like, and maybe they've done that and it's just not yeah. out there. Maybe they're, you know, as far as I've read, he isn't even a purchase person that was on a list. Like, right. I don't know. Right. Right. And so you where know, do you want to start with this? Because oh, gosh, well, like, okay. so I listened to so the I, true crime garage about this whole thing. And yeah. first of all, I didn't realize how many people were at the park or supposedly at the park. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And then can we talk about the bridge a little bit? Because I had to look this up because I'm like, this is kind of crazy. So there it's no longer a railroad, but it was right. 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 And it was until like what, 1989 or something like that. Like, so, because I was like, wait a minute, there's no railroad on here, but Dennis Harmon used to work on the railroad. So, and then right. Sean's like, no, like he used to, like, he knows these things. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute, it's not even a railroad, but it used to be. Correct. And the bridge is like 853 feet long and it's 60 feet high. So it's like a valley that goes down and the girls crossed it and there's planks that are missing so it's really kind of scary first of all if I found out my kids did that I'd be very upset <laughs> but people do it all the time and they had gotten to the other end when they took that picture of the friend and in the very very back of that picture you can see this man and so but at the end of the other side of that bridge the trail is basically overgrown and you can't really you have to come back over the bridge is what is that what you saw did you I did part? not investigate that. So you're, okay. you're giving information that I didn't look at. So I, I read or saw somewhere that it, the other side of that bridge is overgrown and the trail kind of ends. So okay. then you have to come back the other way. Now, when he says like, go down the hill, it's like, go down the mountain. Like, yeah, because now you have to go quite a ways down. I would think like, it's weird because, um, like I try to compare it to like Tryon Creek here in Portland yeah. and you know, it's not like a trail going down the hill. Right. It's going to be like leaves and a like gully. You're, you're, yeah. You're going to have to Off grab road. onto trees to kind of get down there. So, um, I just, I wanted to do a little research on the bridge itself. Um, because I mean, it did look like a railroad, but then it didn't because there weren't any rails on it. So I had uh -huh. to look that up a little bit. Um, and do you remember if you listen to that particular podcast, I know you did, but yeah, um, then 
later um, Jeanette Lucas, who a lot of yes. people were like, she's kind of all over the place, you know, and, but because I, I know her and I understand her, I knew what she was trying to say. But then afterwards, um, when we got off the phone, she's like, is there a Martin, a Marty or a, you know, she was asking me about this person. So I called Sean and he's like, yes, don't you remember? And he's like, you know, he goes, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, okay. You don't want to ask him again and again, because he gets a little irritated. So he got irritated um, at you. Yes. And he, he's been sending you texts th that a are lot. intense. Yes. Like, and so I didn't want to, I don't want to upset him is right. what I'm trying to say. Right. And so, right. um, but I, and I think him this morning, and I think me too. Um, cause I sent a follow-up email to him and with Did questions. No, but you responded okay. to all of us saying, I okay. have the answers to this, which I think probably then he didn't respond, but I too was a little bit scared, like opening a Pandora's box. But I also feel like, um, he's a nice guy trying to do the right thing. I think yeah. he just wants respect and it's, I have a cut. I have, I had a cousin. He has now since passed away. Um, very similar in this um, kind of way he communicates. And he was also, he did drugs for a long time. So I don't know if it's his ADHD. I don't, and, and an intense case of it. And then coupled with, you know, drug abuse and, and things, but, and he was also. Well, and uh, neglect and abuse and, yes, you know, everything yes, else. I was going to say abuse. Endured. Like there's yeah. so much that happened. He, he's just constantly moving. And it's like, you need a net to reel him in and then like outline. That's why I listened twice to try to like get an outline of what he was saying and try yeah. to follow. Cause he throws in ABC murder and you yeah. know, um, is Ypsilanti murders, which I had never heard of. I mean, so much that I was like, Whoa, okay. This is going to take me 10 hours. And that's the interesting thing about him. Leslie is the fact that people are discounting him. He's an intelligent guy. He was not sitting there. Well, that's what notes. I was saying to him. I yeah. was like, you might not be educated, but you're very smart. Like, uh, I mean, that he was spewing that stuff yeah. at you. Well, I like, think he knows it. And I think he yeah. was really adamant that, um, and then, and then his stories have never changed. So whatever Correct. he's saying, he fully believes, but I wanted right. to go back to this whole Marty thing because I was like, okay. so I called him this morning. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask you this stuff again. Like, I just want to go through your family tree. And trust me, okay. I didn't get very far. Right. Just, <laughs> and then he, I had, he got off I had course again. more research. Yes. So the interesting thing too, is that in his data's obituary, I didn't see that Sean was listed. He wasn't, he said that he said that in his, I thought that was sad. Year. Like he yeah. said, he said, I wasn't even listed in the obituary, but I don't care. Yeah. But he actually mentioned that. Yeah. I thought that was sad. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so his uncle is Kevin. Kevin's mother is Marty. When Jeanette was asking, who's the Marty? I was thinking it was a man. And it's oh, wait, actually so, wait, so his again? uncle's mom. So his, so his uncle, brother's mom. So it's not his mom. No. So the Marty is his uncle's mom, but because she was like, there's a woman involved. So I don't know if the woman is actually the Marty who's like, is she Eliath still alive? I have to recover like, yes, but she's not doing well. And she's in, in a home in Illinois. So I wonder what Jeanette was going to say about the Marty. 
Yeah, I see. I don't know. She so getting... I, I, I did call yeah. her today also. Okay. And so sadly, her father is passing away right now. And oh. so um, I did mention, so I figured out who the Marty was. And she's like, okay. oh, that's interesting. But then she kept also saying there's a woman somehow involved or somebody that knows somebody. The woman might be covering a lie after a lie after a lie. Remember, she's like, it was just, yeah. just being covered up. like. And some people so, may not even know that they're doing it, right? It was right. just like. Yeah. But okay. So let's just go back to the true crime garage. Cause I think, okay. Yes. What my girlfriend freaked out about, she called me, she was listening <laughs> to the podcast. In fact, I didn't know it had dropped because I listened to Tuesdays. Right. Well, and I didn't I do it on a normal Tuesday. Yeah. I dropped yeah. it on a Sunday because they yeah. were all people where he's from were waiting for this. And I had to put it out by like my deadline was 10 PM that night because I was afraid if I didn't do it by then, I might have some recourse on the other end. Gotcha. A little scary. So, yeah. So, I was just a little nervous to be late yeah. again. So that's okay. So wanna, yeah. my girlfriend called me freaking out because as she's listening to Jeanette say that there was a woman involved, she had just listened to True Crime Garage and she's saying, Oh my God, there's women in there. there you need to listen to that when they're right. saying there was women. And so their story's I, changing too. Correct. So yes. that was what I was going to say to you okay. is from the true, true Crime Garage thing. Um, and you guys, it's, I, I mean, I'm just starting to unpack this. I am not prepared to just do a, you know, a really deep dive into this, but this is how confusing this case is. There was a Cheyenne Ingalls who said she was there taking pictures. There is a Cheryl that says that she was there. And there was a Shelby that says she was there. Now, no one saw Cheryl or Shelby. Apparently Cheyenne was there. So the true crime garage gentlemen do not even believe that Shelby was actually there. They think she's lying. And they think that because Cheyenne and Cheryl's um, uh, timelines have changed and the times they say they were there and when they weren't, they're also changing. So what indicates to me is these women may, I'm not saying they are, I'm just saying there may be something they're covering up. Now they believe that this man DP, which I had to do some research on to find out who the hell is DP and why are they calling him DP? Um, but I did find out who they were calling DP. Um, DP now says he was, he was actually arguing with his mistress under the bridge and, um, like, Cheyenne, okay, so they hiked all the way down that bridge to have a fight. Like maybe they were out exactly. I have no clue, but maybe they were just out for a walk. They hiked down there, got in a fight. I don't know. Cheyenne says she saw DP there and DP says, well, I didn't want to say it first because I'm having an affair with this gal. And I think they're both married. Um, so now DP has said, well, yes, I, I was fighting with my mistress. Cheryl apparently saw him. I mean, all of the immediate questions are, well, who's the mistress? Let's figure out who the mistress is. Like, this doesn't seem like a hard thing. Is it Cheyenne? Is it Cheryl? Is it Shelby? Like, what's the deal here? So you guys, there is so much to unpack in that side of it. And then you throw on Sean's, um, opinions and the facts that he has figured out. I just feel like 
we can put the, we can put Sean's theory to rest or keep it open with a simple right. DNA test. Right. The dad is dead. I don't, I don't think at that point you need a warrant to get his DNA. He has been cremated. Well, or just oh. do Sean's and get the familial yeah. DNA. But like, see now Sean thinks he might have been not that maybe isn't his dad. He thinks maybe his uncle is his dad, right? Oh, so there's, well, I think he, too. well, did he actually say that? Cause he always refers he to him as his dad, but he may think that he calls more. him Dennis. He actually calls him Dennis, but in that, because trust me, okay. I listened to it twice. He does say at one point that he thinks maybe he, um, was not Dennis's son, even though he grew up calling him dad, he thought he was his dad, you know, all of that. Um, so I think there's that portion of it, but the, the couple things that you and I have already uncovered, um, which you uncovered, I should let you tell this, but you actually looked up the pictures of the house that Dennis sold that Sean claims the items that the man is wearing bridge guy in the Delphi murders picture video are in that house that is for sale. So he believes that, right? And it's yes. kind of weird. Like, so That's true. all of the pictures show a guy, and I don't know, what do you call that? Uh, like a page boy or a fedora? What is that hat? That, I don't that, know. It's not a fedora. Pictures. I don't know what it is, but you it's, know, it's that like, it's kind of short and pulled flat down in the, the front. Yeah. 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 So he believes that no, it's actually a baseball cap. It also could be backwards. Like if you really look at that picture, it's really hard to see. And I don't know if it's so grainy is because that picture is blown so up far away and it's yeah. blown so far up. So it's really hard to tell, but he thinks it almost looks like, so he said there is a, um, the, the real estate person who put the house on the market, those yeah. pictures are still up. Yes. And you, you can go to that. And basically there's a picture of like an office. There is a bunch of hats hanging above a door. And he's like, that is the hat. It's like a camo type hat. And then on the chair next to the door is a burgundy t-shirt. And then there's also a rope sitting there. Like, why is there a rope there? And then there's also like a jacket hanging. And he's like, my dad always wore this like blue blue windbreaker. Yeah. And, um, he always had a signature scarf that he always wore, which I and found I said, that one odd. This guy's wearing a signature scarf. What? Like you, it's the one skirt scarf that you always wear. He probably didn't have multiple scarves. He probably had the one, like my dad didn't have like multiple anything. He just, but did your wore dad wear a thing. scarf? I, I mean, no men in my well, side okay. of the family wear scarves. I don't know what the weather my is husband in Indiana will. in February. It's probably cold. Like maybe, I don't know. People are with weird. a windbreaker. I mean, this Who is knows? a big dude. He's got a lot of warmth. I don't know. I, according I, to Sean, say, his dad wore this scarf with yeah. this jacket, which kind of matches what you see. It's either a scarf or it's a hoodie but they in true crime garage they said we saw the man with the scarf yeah anyway and then this hat and then I said it looked almost to me it looks like a like a fanny pack not a shirt I did not think so I zoomed in on it I, I okay you, it, it looks like times. a shirt too. I think it's a burgundy shirt that's kind of hanging out which is hanging hey. there like it's yeah. on, in that picture so you either have like some truth coming out or you have, this is also how people get wrongfully convicted because everything Correct. kind of matches up. Circumstantial evidence. Court. Right. Correct. And so, I mean, he either really was wearing all this stuff and this is what he did, or yeah. it just is very interesting to say that, wow, what are the coincidences? 
Right. And we should say that the um, house is 4490 Pleasure Ridge Road, Indiana. Sorry, sorry, Cordon, Indiana. Yes. Wait, Pleasure Ridge Road Southeast, Cordon, Indiana. 4490. Yeah, 4490. 47112, he thought. And you can just um, Google it, look at the pictures. And in one yeah. of the offices, you'll see the, the hats, you'll see the shirt, you'll see the rope. And then he claims, and I never did see that blue jacket, but he was claiming that in one of the pictures, you can see the blue jacket that his dad always wore. It was like a windbreaker hanging in one of the pictures. So, okay. Well, I, I applaud him for trying to do the right thing. And he has clearly done a ton of research, more research than I've done on this case. Um, he knows a lot about his family. I am, I think it's distracting when he talks about like the alphabet murders, the Ypsilon murders Yes. in this realm. I don't think it's odd when he says, Hey, look, my dad was a bad dude. I can yes. line up yes. places he lived and places where he was, or could have been where there were also murders. I validate that, but in terms of let's stay on topic, let's talk about the Delphi murders. Let's prove or disprove that it was him. That's the part that I think everybody gets distracted with his. And I think he has a hard time being able to voice that in that right. way. Like, right. I think his brain is moving a million yeah. miles a minute and he's yeah. got all this information and he's excited that someone's yeah. listening to him and getting the word out. But I, just... I, I think his heart's in the right spot. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing that I just want to mention that I thought was weird is, you know, I looked up, he said, Rocky Harmon was the investigator on the golden gate killers, which I still have to research more because I know about the golden gate killer and how they just found him and everything. But I thought it was odd that, and I found it, it is rock N. So the name of this person is rock with an N and an E at the end. So it's rock and E. P. Harmon. And I'm like, what are the odds that a Harmon would also yeah, be? I wrote that down somewhere and I'm trying to find it in my notes because. Yeah. And this is from Sacramento. About his family is a DNA person. Like he's yeah. a DNA investigator of some sort. And I just thought that was really interesting that his last name was the same too. I was like, yeah. Which he actually mentions. Yeah. He's like, because his family um, had ties and spent some time in Sacramento, he, he and his brother. So it, it, it is exactly what we're saying. Like there were so many tangents that, okay, yeah. we have to like, I'm validating some of the stuff he says just to find validation. And then we have to like ignore that other stuff a little bit and delve into just let's figure out Delphi. And I feel right. like it should be easy. I, I wanted to know the, the question, questions that I had for him is, okay, what about your sister? Because we can call does him, she, you can ask him. She, I told yeah. him you were going to be on the show. Does she corroborate your story? Where is she? Can we find her? What does she see about her dad? Like, does she think that sounds like him? Does she think that's his walk? Like, I, I'd like to know that. Um, what does his mom say? Is his mom still alive? Is she around? Was, yeah, I was, was going to ask Dennis... him about that earlier today, but I had to jump off to okay. the phone earlier. But I said, I mean, that, that was on my list. I even put a little note on there about his, who his mom is, where is yeah, she and, around? And, um, part of the thing, like he, he mentioned the composites and he said that his son was the younger looking composite, which I learned from true crime garage. If you can believe them too. I mean, I'm, this is all just hearsay, 
um, is that the younger picture of the composite was actually done a couple days after they disappeared and that the older man that was pictured was done later. And even though they were um, distributed to the public in reverse order, they were actually reversed in when they came to them. And he believes that his sons could have been involved, which I don't know. Then I went down well, the rabbit son hole. Which would only be, the older one would have been, if this happened, how many years ago did this happen? Five years ago? Uh, 2017, so uh, four. Okay, so the one son would, would have been 20 and the other son would have been 15. Yeah, it's certainly not the 15-year-old. And I don't think the 15-year-old lives there. Isn't the 15-year-old the one in, in I think uh, so. Colorado? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. I, I and the older one was you, actually listed in the obituary as a son, not a grandson. I thought it was grandson. Let me look here really quick. So Texas. I, I thought it said Texas and Dylan, Texas and Dylan, Michael Harmon. I mean, I want to talk to these kids. I, I, I think investigators owe it to the Delphi girls to just knock this off of their list. So it says um, survivors are his wife and then his sons, Jeffrey, Texas, and Dylan Harmon. Oh, okay. And then it goes down even for his grandson. It'll say later the other guy, like oh, Gavin Gross. Okay. So he's yeah. calling Gavin his grandson and Dylan he's calling his son. Dylan his son. Well, okay. he's not this whoever obituary. wrote the obituary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will have to tell you that when I listen to true crime garage, cause they're a three-parter, they do a really good job. Yeah. They're but, really good. Um, I, I, I fed, I read some of the Reddit things and I was a little concerned too, because they, they claim they think they know who did it. Like they yes. are calling this person out. And I should just say it's DP. So I'm not saying anything. Are those his initials? Those are his initials. I actually found two different sets of initials for that same name. So I'm not exactly sure. And I, again, couldn't they just do the DNA? Well, exactly. But this DP person sure does look like that composite. I mean, that was the part that kind of freaked me out. Um, how did you find the picture of this person? Uh, it's on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Do I just and look DP, up? let's just point out DP is the man who said he was there arguing with his mistress under the bridge that Cheyenne saw and that he also inserted true crime garage says he inserted himself into this investigation. Oh yeah. So that's always, that's always, dude. yeah, that's always a big, big red flag when somebody inserts himself. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Okay. Uh, the first thing I have to tell you though, is how did that guy have a girlfriend and a mistress? <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but he definitely looks like that guy, right? Yeah. And then who's this other guy? The bigger Our guy. Flannel shirt guy. Okay. So tell me more about this flannel shirt and where did he show up? Because. Well, okay. So I am just listening to True Crime Garage. I have not researched flannel shirt guy myself, but flannel shirt guy apparently is. 
um, the first man that Brad, the father who came to look for his daughter and the other girl, and I can't remember which one's his daughter and which one isn't, but Brad came looking, Brad first runs into flannel shirt guy and flannel shirt guy works at the park. Like he's like part of yes. maintenance. Yes. His name's out there too. I'm not going to give it because I'm not about, I'm not about that. Um, but he, that's why they call him flannel shirt guy. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole lot to unpack. And I was kind of, I mean, I got started on it and I was like, geez, I don't even know where to go. If I just keep going through and kind of checking in on the things that Sean is saying, I mean, I just feel like it would, this would be easy to figure out, like even his latest wife, Belinda, and some of the other wives, like, can't we just rule him out? Well, that would be the easiest thing. And then actually like talk about it so that everybody knows that it's been ruled out. So nobody's like doing their own private investigations. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you if know, they already know that just tell us please. Like, right. Right. And here's the other thing, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this and we've said this before. Um, DP also sounds like a bad dude. He was contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which was alcohol. He was 21. He was, uh, it was eight, an 18 year old, a 14 year old and a 17 year old in 2008. Now, is that the worst thing that a 21 year old dude can do is give these young girls? No, I'm not going to say that, but it does sound like DP has had a little trouble with the law in his life. Um, and it doesn't seem like he's a great dude, but, um, Dennis also could be a not great dude, but didn't kill these girls. DP could be not a great dude, but didn't kill these girls. So I just feel like if I've learned nothing in the two years that we've been doing this is that you can have a dude that's not great or a woman that's not great or whatever. It doesn't mean they did this. Right. Right. Um, so I think there's a whole lot more unpacking. I also didn't know about the, is it CPS building? Yeah. So that was kind of confusing too. What does CPS stand for? What is that? Well, I think it's child protective, uh, services, but. And so that, is that near the, the entrance? Well, and looks, I'm looking at the map right now. I think it's the backside and it's an abandoned building is what I think. So I think it's another place where people park yes. and go into the park. So one of the issues that true crime garage was saying was, look, there weren't very many cars in that parking lot. There's no way Cheyenne and Cheryl and Shelby and DP. It only holds like five or six cars to begin exactly. with. And, and they, they would have noticed that there were so many cars. Yes. There. They all said that they drove separately. Like they were there separately, even though they seem to be friends, like, or friends of friends. So they could be connected. Um, again, that would be something I would need to delve into a little bit more, but there's, do you know, do anybody, does anybody ever park at that cemetery? I do not know. Have you seen the map? Uh, I did see that map, but I really couldn't tell how close the cemetery was to the actual park. If it's well, connected, can you get it through? Is there a gate? You know, a lot of times cemeteries are closed yeah. off by cyclone fences. So is there a gate there? You know, is there a gully? Like, I don't have a clue. Well, and the other thing was the true crime garage was saying that they believe that maybe this person was kind of, um, what did they say? They said 
that they were tracking her phone maybe like there was a possibility that he had access to know when she was going to be there like maybe well, specifically to one of the kids or so, to me it feels more like an opportunity it just happened i just sent I, you a picture of the map so you can see it okay. on your phone i really felt like leslie after listening to this i was like oh you know what these girls had made um online connections with this person and they were planning to meet them. Okay. Like Snapchat, I, that's you can my, see where they are. Yeah. So maybe they did that somehow, but mm. did they unknowingly know that this person was following them? It, you know, it could have been a fake person. You think that they then. Yeah. I think, I think they somehow. were catfished. I think they were catfished. And I think one of the girls oh, to go there on purpose to go there, maybe. to go on purpose, to meet this person. Uh, I think they were catfished. I think that the other girl came because the other girl was a little bit afraid and um they got there i get it i didn't yeah. realize that's what they were kind of implying was that they had met somehow online and they were going to meet this person that's what i Is think that what they're saying I, I, okay that makes sense after listening to it yeah that's what i think i think okay. because here's my thing they they asked to be dropped off there to go on a hike okay kids that age don't hike well when you saw that the interview with the grandma they they have gone out there they go out there. It's like a, probably like how we do it at Triangle. At least our kids do. Okay. If your daughter and her best friend were like, Hey, we're going to go over to Tryon Creek, blah, blah, blah. You go, Oh, who are you meeting over there? I don't know. Well, Ella went I... running there yesterday and I didn't. Okay. But her. she went running. She went by herself. I don't know. Do you, would you be like, uh, like the, if they were going to be dropped off there, wouldn't the sister be like, that's weird. Or she's not going to say anything. Cause it was sort of the norm because it wasn't the first time I did it. I mean, personally, when my daughter at that age was like, Hey, me and my best friend are going to go to the park. I, I let the, I, whether they're going to meet boys or not, I'm, I'm letting them go. Like this is part of growing up and I wouldn't think, Oh, there's some online stalker there that they're going to meet. Yeah. My immediate thought is they're meeting kids from, from school or what my daughter did a lot with the girls, they go and take pictures. They take yeah, picture yeah. selfies of yeah. each other and, you know, like modeling kind of things, outdoor photos. So, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not saying that we have proof of this. I'm not saying that right. at all, but in my opinion, listening to this, I was like, oh, this is the first time that I've gotten a good understanding of what this place is yes. and what, what it's like. And I think they were going to meet someone. Yeah, that makes sense now. Um, I don't think it was a crime of opportunity. Okay, so then what was the whole, they were talking about um, cleaning the phone, wiping the phone. What was that all about? And Because a family member had wiped the phone. Do you, do you remember that I part? I don't remember that part. Okay, because I was like, did they wipe it before? After, like, I don't understand the whole was wiping Was that in the part phone. one, two, or three? It was, their- I think, the end of two and the beginning of three. And he was saying okay. how, because it was a six- you know, they don't have very much, you can't put a bunch of stuff on it. So they had to wipe the phone in order to make it load up some apps and stuff. You know what I mean? Like maybe the storage on the phone wasn't very big. So I don't know, did they mean right before? Like I didn't understand, or maybe that's why only one of the girls had a phone was because they had just wiped the phone. I don't, I couldn't figure out what they were talking about. They're also wondering why did the other girl didn't have a phone? Are we sure she didn't have a phone? Do we only have one phone? Maybe that's why they're talking about wiping the phone or so what's even more sad to me is 
you know, the dad comes to pick them up about three. And this is all happening when the dad's basically looking for them. Correct. Correct. And that the phone gets turned back on, we should say, at like 2.30 in the morning. They all rush out there um, to see if they can find the phone, which I don't know. Did it ping at the park? It said at the bridge. Okay. So it pinged there um and they don't find it and so originally they said it was a half a mile away it was a quarter mile from the bridge so maybe even if because it's at that cell cell tower by the bridge maybe it's just that general area they're like oh they're back there yeah so then why would it ping at 2 30 in the morning or did like an app update did an app did somebody you know what i mean like why did it ping at that time yeah i don't know i don't know that we can completely trust technology sometimes yeah um, I don't know anything about that. And I also think that what is sad is that um, Brad, the dad, came to the park, asked Flannel Shirt Guy, hey, have you seen two girls? And he said, no, I just saw a guy down there arguing with his girlfriend. And True Crime Garage is speculating that that was actually a fight with the girls and that had Brad went that way. So Brad heard that and decided to go the other way. Well, they're not down there. I'm going to go the other way. So he went the other way. What would have happened? And I'm sure he's unfortunately thinking about this. What would have happened if he would have went that way? Um, was that argument, the girls, the girls. or the girl? Um, I have no idea. And, and really, Leslie, without going out there and seeing where this argument where, you know, day, uh, sorry, flannel shirt guy says this argument happened. What does that really look like? Like, could he have not seen the girl? Was it really the girlfriend or was it really one of these young girls? Like, I don't know. Was it, could he see very well? Was he just assuming? If you're like, you're seeing somebody like arguing in like the woods away from a parking lot, wouldn't you be like, Hey, everything okay over here? Like, yeah. Yeah. In. I yeah. don't know. I would have. And, and also, I mean, we've got DNA. Can't we just rule out DP? Yeah. And shouldn't we give uh flannel shirt guy a test DP a test? I mean, like let's Cheryl, Shelby, and let's Diane. Like, yeah. Let's, because what let's... they did say is they did put the DNA through a database and nothing had shown up as a match as of then. What about now? Like if you've collected those DNAs from these particular people, yeah. is it can you run it now? Like, and are they, and then they must be doing that, right? Like, why wouldn't they not? I would think so. Or are they trying to build enough case to where like when they get it, then to like, maybe just to make sure it's solid. Do we need much more than DNA? Well, you could say, (laughs) yeah, I ran into them on the bridge. Some, I don't know. It depends on where the DNA was and and what it is. Wasn't there sexual assault in this case? they don't say oh they don't say what it is and her phone was it on her or it was because one of the videos that just shows the the phone was like on the ground but wasn't it was it in her pocket how did they find her phone no I guess we don't know that answer we, I don't know that Leslie because okay. like I said I wasn't prepared I mean there, there's so much information in this there is case that um and so much that we don't know yeah, that, um, you know, kind of coming back to Sean, I just feel like somebody, the investigators should listen to him. Apparently, I mean, he yeah. said they never have talked to him, that he's tried and 
he's trying and I think he's a good guy and he's got his heart in the right place. I mean, why else would he be doing this? You guys, I, we literally have been doing this for two years. I know we don't have, you know, a lot of subscriptions and listeners and all that stuff. <laughs> we have made zero money. Like, yes. I don't think he's making money. Like, well, I and then, and so that was your first thing was, oh, he's looking for followers. And yeah. then somebody else on the YouTube channel also says, oh, he's just looking for followers. The guy only has 115 or 125 now, I think. Yeah. So it's not like you're looking for millions. You're not even looking for thousands. It's like, right. you're not getting, there's no movement there. Right. We might get a lot of views, but like, I just don't think that was that's not what that's he's not his for. end game he's not yeah, getting I, wrench on this he doesn't like I, I don't think that stuff is important to him I think getting the word out and I I truly believe that he just feels like it's his father yeah and maybe that is just because his father is such a monster to him that it makes sense that he would be this murderer as well so and I like you said there is so much um circumstantial evidence to what he's saying and he's basically outlined, if you can follow it, he's outlined a pattern of abuse and um, a pattern of violence with both Dennis as well as Dennis's brothers and family. So that seems clear to me. There, there's actual proof of that, okay? So, and, and some of it's hearsay because some of it's his opinion about how he was raised. I'll give you that too. But there is, there is aligning information to what he says, okay? circumstantial alignment of what he says. So Dennis may be in fact a bad dude. Dennis in fact may have done bad things to other people. Let's just figure out if Dennis did this. Right? Yeah. Right. Let's just call the guy back. What do you have to lose to swab his mouth to see if he's related to any of this? He's already put his DNA swab into the system for investigators like yeah this seems like a pretty easy thing to do well i do have one other story that i wanted to share that kind of goes along with this if that's okay. all right yes okay so on june 8th 1989 in vancouver bc which is just on the other side of washington basically right up in can or canada yeah um in a town called Richmond, a body was found in the backyard of an abandoned house. Now, this was a 44-year-old woman named Cindy James. Have you heard the story? No. It's very sad. And um, for seven years, she reported over 100 incidences of harassment and stalking, and she, five of which were violent, physical. She doesn't know. He's like a stalker. And so she had gone through... Um, like it was about four months after her separation with her husband, all these things started to happen. She started oh. to get prank calls. There was um, prowlers outside her house. Her porch lights were broken. Her phone lines were cut and bizarre notes started showing up at her door. And she had, you know, contacted the police. Everybody was very aware. Her, her family, her mom, and I think her stepdad were very involved in like trying to figure this out with her. She also had a really good friend named Agnes Woodcock. And she told Agnes that this guy doesn't want to kill me. He just wants to scare me to death. So Agnes came by one night and there was no answer at the door. And she found her curled up on the floor with a nylon wrapped around her neck and 
all this woman, Cindy said was all I could see was his white sneakers. <gasps> so um, the police actually thought she was making all of this up like this. There was never this person the whole and time, the whole time. So Cindy moved and she changed her last name and she hired a private investigator and he told, um, oh, so he gave her like a two-way radio. He's like, if you need me anytime, you just use this. So at one night he heard a noise over the radio. So he goes rushing over there. There's no answer at the door. He breaks in the door and she is found on the floor with a note on her hand with a paring knife through it. And, um, Let's see. And she said that she was hit in the head. She remembers a needle going into her arm <gasps> and him waking her up. And she does remember that this man had told her, you can't say anything because your sister or your mom is next. And so she was like, okay, I'm not going to like, whatever. So wait, um, so the investigator didn't have to report this? No. So she re reported it to the investigator, but he was basically saying, you know, if you like make a big stink about this, your mom and your sister are next. So she was who just cares? Really, like, right. I'm not who cares, but I'd be, I would still be telling. Right. Um, so let's see what's the next thing that happened is, um, and this is where it gets kind of sad was, let me see. Sorry. I have to do this every single time. Um, well, I keep thinking she's going to die from this. And then you're like, oh, and then she wakes up. Yeah, no. like, what? Yeah. Well, she told the pri private investigator, she saw somebody um, like prowling around her gate. He hit her in the head. She remembers a needle going into her arm. And that's when he found her on the floor with a note. And did she so go then outside? Okay. So wait, there's, there's more <laughs> like, so Yeah. I guess maybe the police were then called because they were doing a surveillance on her house. The whole time they're doing surveillance, nothing happens. The minute they leave, something happens. And so they're like, you know what? She's making all of this up. And they were like, there's no way because she's getting bruises and cuts and she's being tied up in these different ways, right? So six miles from her, from her house, she's found in a ditch with cuts and bruises. She has one mince boot on, a glove, a nylon wrapped around her neck and no memory of what had happened. And um, she also had hypothermia because she's just in this ditch for a long time. Then what so is her, well, goes to the why hospital. Why are we not looking at the ex-husband? I mean, I got all sorts of questions. Yeah, is he a doctor? Don't believe her. The police don't believe any of uh, this. They think that she's making this all up. Oh so God. she asked her mom and the mom's husband to stay the night with her. At some point in the night, she goes running into the room and she's like, I just heard a loud noise. And the husband or the, the mom's boyfriend, whatever he was, a partner is says, I heard it too. He goes running out, finds a fire in the basement. He goes to make the phone call and the, the lines are cut. So then he goes to the neighbor's house and he's like, hey, call the fire department. He looks at the curb and there's a man standing at the curb. He goes <gasps> to approach him and he runs off. Still, they think that she set the fire because um, it started within the house. None of the window sills were had touched. So there's no way that this person got in through the basement. They don't know. Like, basically, they're saying the fire happened within the house. The phone lines probably were cut by her. This is what they're saying, right? 
And sorry, let me go back to my next page because I just looked this up before oh we got gosh. on the phone. So the police were saying she staged all of the stuff that her behavior was odd because that night she had taken a walk for, with her dog. And they said, if you're scared of the dark and you're scared of this person, why are you walking your dog at night when it's dark? So they thought that was very strange. And um, because they, no one was believing her, it was making her suicidal, which is what this person was trying to do, right? Like they're saying like, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to scare you to death. Yeah, so I'm going to torture you. Right. So her therapist puts her into, commits her to a local psych ward. She was there for 10, 10 weeks. And then it was May 25th, 1989, six years, seven months after the first threatening call, she went missing. Her car was found in a neighborhood parking lot. There were groceries and a wrapped gift in the back. And there was blood on the driver's side door. Her wallet and credit cards were like kind of underneath the car. And then two weeks later, she was found in an abandoned house in the backyard. Her hands and feet were bound by a, and she had by a black, um, sorry, they were bound behind her back and a black nylon was wrapped around her neck, which this has always seemed to be the thing. And nylons were around her yeah. neck. Yeah. And she died of a, died of an overdose of morphine and other drugs. And they're saying it was suicide. So, but no. they're saying is, okay. And she was barefoot, but her feet were clean. So you're saying that she left her car, walked, I was spilled, spilled all that stuff, left a gift. Like, and I don't know how long they were saying morphine can take anywhere from 15 minutes to a half an hour, but then where is the syringe that did that? Where, and they were saying the other drugs. So like, how do you know how long that's going to take? And are you going to be able to tie yourself up? And to do that, but, but also hide this stuff to where nobody can find it. Like, and if you left your car, wouldn't somebody see a woman walking barefoot with drugs yeah. and nylons and all this stuff to this place? Um, anyway, they were saying that um, there was no needles, no cups around. And that the morphine takes 15, to to 15 minutes to a half hour. So you could do this thing. Does she know this? Does she yeah. know that she's got this window? And then an investigator said he tied the same knots. It took him three minutes in order to get it behind his back. And the coroner uh, ruled it not a suicide, not an accident or murder, but it's just an unknown event. And so that's a CYA. But she had been like telling the truth and no one's listening yes. to her. Could yes. she be what Sean Harmon? What about the boyfriend? Well, that, that's what they're like looking mom's to boyfriend. The, the husband or they were saying, what no, no, Agnes? I agree. But what about the boyfriend's, the mom's boyfriend who was spending the night who saw the man in the, yeah. across the street? Right, exactly. Like that's an eyewitness. Yes. Well, I do. There were multiple it. calls. They have, they, they have a voice recording of something he had said, but they were like, mm, no, it's, it's her. This is horrible. Like, so did, is this just a dead case now or did it get opened back yeah, no, up it's done it's just an unknown an unknown event oh no. yeah and it, it was um it was on unsolved mysteries they did a and i remember hearing this case and i thought gosh this kind of reminds me of like sean Herman. what if like he is telling the truth and nobody's listening right let's I just rule it out he feels. i think that's how but, he feels right and and so cindy james could she have done this to herself i guess it's possible maybe yeah. unlikely like but nobody listened to her and how frustrating that must be when you're somebody who really truly believes something 
and no one's yeah. listening to you. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and she spent eight, 10 weeks in a mental ward. Wouldn't they have been able to like digest some of this and be like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, but wow. she was going to the extent of like changing her name, moving, and this person seemed to find her. It, so it, to me, it has to be somebody, it's either her or somebody that she knows that she's friends with that is like torturing her, basically. Wow. So yeah. this person did scare her to death, basically. Either her own death or they did it. Yeah. Like, who knows? You know. Did the but neighbor I, it, when the when the mom's boyfriend went to the neighbor's house saw the guy across the street? Did the neighbor also see the guy? It did not say that. It just said that the the mom's person, the she didn't call him her dad. So the mom's boyfriend or whatever he was went to approach him and he ran off, ran down the street. So he they believe that this was a murder. They totally believe yeah. that she yeah. was murdered but everyone else seems to think that it was her doing it all to herself, but for like seven years to like torture okay. yourself and to go through that. Like we're not delving into this case right now, but I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it reminds me of making a murderer. Did you watch that whole documentary? Um, I did not. Well, okay. okay sort of like, yeah. because, um, the one they were like, um, kind of special needs. Oh, yes. <laughs> that one. Okay. Yes. They were slow or something like yeah, um, just their IQ was not, especially the yeah, okay. boy too. His their IQ was not high. Like because he confessed to the murderer and then he's like, Can I go home? And they're like, Yeah, that was the boy. No. Yeah. Okay. He, he had homework due. He had uh something to turn in in a class that they took him out of right before. And he's like, Look, I need to do my, you know, I need to turn this in. And they were like, well, you're not leaving here till you confess. And so finally he just was like, okay, fine. Now, can I go back to my classroom? Like, right. yeah. Cause he was worried about that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you sometimes I, I, sometimes I feel like, like Sean Harmon, like I am screaming at the top of my, what, my lungs, like, look, this, this is your key. Like, here's your key making of a murder. Same thing. You walk the that documentary everyone focuses on all these other things. And I know a very, very talented woman is now trying to get, um, Avery, Stephen Avery off. And I think she's very good at what she does. I think out of the whole documentary, there's only one point that we need to uncover. And this is it. The, and I don't remember who he's a sheriff. Cause I wasn't prepared to talk about this. The sheriff or someone in law enforcement at some point I think three days before they find her car, can't even remember her name right now. Sad, sorry, but I want to say it's Brenda, but it's not. Teresa, Teresa Harbach. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to me. Teresa Harbach, a sheriff in town, calls in and to the, um, what's it called when they have their, like the police? Yeah, yeah, dispatch or whatever. Dispatch, calls into dispatch. Thank you. And gives a, license plate number and says, I want to run a license plate check on this car. Yeah. And where was that car at that time? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And he says, Oh, I don't remember doing that. I don't remember that. Wait, we have video. I mean, we have sound, we have audio yeah, it's in there. Call. And would you have been making that call on a private property? No, he wouldn't. And by the way, yes. had he known that was Teresa Harbach's car at that time, he knew she was missing. He would have been like, Oh my God, we need to get people out there. But that went dead. Like no, no one's focusing on this, Leslie. I feel like I'm going crazy in this case because well, okay. And what about right the there. keys or something that were weren't found in there? And weren't then they found. do another search, and then they were like that's all supplemental to the fact. Yeah, we have audio 
of this yes. particular law enforcement agent calling in her license plate. He didn't make that license plate number up. He actually she, said, I so have the, an abandoned car. Can you in that recording? Did they say what did dispatch say to that? She told him whose car it was. Yes. Oh, and he did nothing. Well, or did he? Did he then go, holy shit, I well, found that's when they're like, they I need to move it on property in Avery's land. Exactly. This is not rocket science. There's your key, people. Stephen Avery didn't do this. Well, okay, which also goes into this whole like, like conspiracy or corruption, corruption. depending on what yes. you think, because. I'm like, even this DNA person, it's got the same last name. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. that could be coincidental, but like, are they just covering up family history and family? Great question. And you know what? I don't, are you say, I don't think I can say on that one in particular, because again, I just like tipped the iceberg on, oh, okay. This name that he keeps throwing out, I'm going to Google it. And so I did, and I found who he was talking about. Um, yeah. weird spelling, weird name. Right. And weirdly coincidental, the la same last name, like, yeah. Um, so I have no clue even who this person is, but, um, I do think find that coincidental Yeah, for sure. And I, I don't know, it just makes me crazy. Like, I don't think that gal was lying and, and we could have proof by saying, well, the mom's boyfriend saw some dude. Right. And we know that the woman had been in the house, not dressed in those clothes. You're telling me that after he ran out the door, she like changed her clothes and ran out to the street to watch him. Like, no, she didn't do that. She probably was still in the house trying to put out the damn fire. Yeah. And probably he came back into the house to get them out or do whatever. Saw her in the same exact clothes, not the black hoodie that was across the street, it, you know, whatever. Like, well, see, who's, a little, who's gonna pull that for seven there. years on yourself? <laughs> Like seriously do that. Like that would be the ex-husband seven years of just torturing yourself. Yeah. Until you finally just killed yourself. If you don't want me anymore, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to make your life a living hell. I mean, uh, I don't understand why she's like, Oh, I don't know who this is. I just divorced my husband. Okay, but ago. she also like, wouldn't like when the police would like question her, she, she was always very evasive. And the parents were saying that maybe she was scared. Because they said your sister, your mom's next. If you yes, get too much information, so for sure. she's being very evasive, or maybe she says no. Like if she's being hit over the head, or you know whatever, maybe she doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. The whole case was like really kind of crazy, oh, which also like, just reminded me of like when people talk and nobody listens, nobody believes yeah. you. Yeah, and maybe there's reasons why they don't believe, and I understand maybe why they don't listen to Sean when you watch his other content and stuff. You're just like, yeah. oh, well, he's he's all over he's the place. Lot. But then, yeah. could there be uh, some truth to it? Right. And I always say this, and I've said this already five, five times today on this show was he believes it. Yeah, for he sure. He believes it to be true. That's all I, I can. And say. I and I feel like for his sake and sanity and everyone else involved in this, let's just rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what happens with cremated bodies. I don't think you can do DNA at that point. No, but there's uh, got to be somewhere, somewhere, or like, somewhere. Some, like there's got to be like family members that are willing to have do the something, DNA, which get the familial, uh, just to Correct. get it out. Oh, yeah, that's good. Out. Too. 
Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. So even so. if Dennis isn't, he does have other children. He could then compare it to. Correct. But the, you know, the one thing that I did see, and it's so like kind of crazy is, well, his dad was on disability and, but he had, you know, a decent house. He had a nice big property. He had a travel yeah. trailer, some new cars. And there is on one of his Facebook page, he, he has to like drop a tree in his property and that's not cheap, but, yeah. um, then like, or, um, Sean is just like, how does he afford all this stuff? Like, well, yeah. I don't think he affords it being a murderer. I don't know exactly how he <laughs> afforded it. Yeah. it, it what's kind of sad is like to know how maybe tortured Sean was, um, he just looks like a grandpa. Like he doesn't look yeah. like this terrible monster, but then who portrays They always do. The, when I they know. get old, they just all look like grandpas. I also think that, um, you know, I don't want Sean to be tortured over this. Yeah. If his dad didn't do this or Dennis didn't do this, I, I want Den, I want Sean to be able to go on and focus on something else. He clearly knows this stuff up, upside, downside, backwards. He was not reading from notes. You guys, he was no. just viewing it from his, which then memory. also could be like a bipolar. It could be a lot of other things yeah, that sure. are getting into spectrum, that. Like, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But he, as you said, he really believes it. And if he really yeah. believes it, we don't have a killer yet. Why don't we just rule it out? I do, I do worry that if they do find him and it's not his father, he still won't believe it. Well, okay. So, so Leslie, what would happen if we got his DNA and we put it into the database and he's done he did that. not kill it's in there? No, 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 no. I know Sean oh, is Dennis's yeah. and we find that. Dennis did had nothing to do with Abby and um the Delphi girls. The the other name is escaping me, but Libby and Abby. Libby, yeah, Libby and Abby. Um he had nothing to do with that, let's just say. But he did have something to do with something else. And he's yeah. a match yeah. for other things. Yeah. That would be worth it, worth yeah. Sean's trouble, I think, and all of his energy to help someone else. And yeah, I really believe, like you said, he believes it. And he, I also believe that he is trying to help. Yeah. So, well, I don't think going about it the it, right way. I can't say that. I mean, it, it scared you and I a yeah. little bit. He's, he's yeah. his te temper or erratic behavior scared you and I a little bit, which gets back to my whole dream. And I think you're probably right because yeah, I would tell you that I have been a little like, okay, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need any trouble. <laughs> right. Well, and that's why I was saying like, well, he's far away. Maybe it's okay. <laughs> but, you know what? I think he is just um, misunderstood. He's been through a lot in his life. He's smart, but he's not educated. I think he's got, you know, drug issues or had, and I think all of that comes into play with, um, which and makes being him educated, irrational. And yeah, being educated doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't matter that your voice isn't heard or that people don't listen to you because you're uneducated or you had a drug problem. It's just like when we talk about these girls that right. go missing that but because are because of that, he's not able to say it in a way that people exactly. are listening. Exactly. And I think that's where it, the whole miscommunication happens where people right. start blowing him off. Right. And I think that's where you and I are like, okay, let's dissect what he said and put yeah. this in a rational like list or a rational, like factual uh, diagram that someone can understand. 
because so the both thing we can agree as there are a lot of coincidences but the only yes. way to fully re to like you know solve this part of it is just to get the dna out of, in and out of there correct yep yeah and if all. they still have hats of his i mean there's dna and that stuff so yeah there should be some ability to get something they have something yeah i mean it was only in may so there's right be stuff a car the house and there could be yeah. a car in there. I mean, there's a lot of things and they can rule out the other people that would have been in the car. So they yeah. can say, okay, well, this is Dylan's. This is Bonnie. Did they say different. what kind of car it was? What did kind of car? What was like in the parking lot that, or did they already say who? I don't know any of that. That's like so far under the iceberg that I haven't, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of like you, it's like you start listening to these things and I don't even know, like how to put it. There's too many players and there's too many yeah. like, what's happening. Well, and at yeah. the end of the day, you have to go and actually not listen to what three guys on a podcast say, or what we'd say, you have to go and like verify this information with something. Right. And if you even, I mean, I've, I've even found through the process of us doing this for two years that I can't trust a news article really that they yeah. have all the facts correct because they'll say one thing, the other news article says another thing. And then at the end, you know, when it's all said and done, you find out something a little bit different. So there's, it's really hard unless you're an investigator. And even then I'm sure they get discrepancies. I mean, this, the three girls that were at the park there in Delphi, you know, their stories keep changing. They say different things, different times. Like, so you have to kind of understand that we are humans fallible. Yeah. So, mm. well, that was a good one. I, um, think that she killed herself. I think that she was killed, but I guess I don't matter. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, that was sad. I mean, well, I could, part of me is like, if it was her, like, that's a lot to do. If it wasn't her seven years of torture. I, I do know. not think that was her. I don't think she would do that. Anyway. I was trying to find a good story to, cause this has been pretty heavy the last couple of weeks, but yeah. um, I couldn't really find anything that was interesting, a good, interesting story, <laughs> but I'll keep Well, looking. You know what? I think you should stay curious, stay suspicious and stay open. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.